March Madness is now upon us. It's Friday, March 19th, and the boys are back to talk some college hoops. In today's episode, we walk through some of our March Madness picks, notable upsets, and eventual championship winner. Francis also lines us up in the shop talk, and we end our episode drafting the top schools that we would like to play for if we were high school basketball recruits. So stick around, you're listening to The Offscreen Shooters. today's episode uh, just have a few quick announcements we want to discuss and like just go over with you guys first off saran is not here so you won't be hearing him this episode good news is he will be back and he has nothing to do with our second announcement he's not canceled yet don't worry not yet <laughs> despite <laughs> all everything he says on the pod so that's good news now the second is if you follow our instagram or our twitter you notice that we do have a name change and some of you may be wondering why that is. So we're just going to, you know, we'll just dive into it a little bit just so you guys have some background knowledge. We just want to be, you know, open with you guys. Basically, uh, when we started the Jersey Swap podcast, it didn't come across our table that there was another podcast that had uh, not the same, but very similar name to us. And we've been churning out content for what is it now? Three months. So uh, this week... Those guys who have a podcast that is very similar to us reached out. And to be honest, they weren't even on our radar. So we were like, okay, let's, you know, have a look at their you know, Instagram page. They reached out on Instagram and, uh, you know, let's listen to how they are uh, on the mic. And we heard it and like we had a very honest conversation with ourselves. And we said, yeah, you know what? Maybe we d- might want to rebrand. I mean... I won't comment on their content, but all I'll say is, you know, it's, we wanted to separate ourselves from them. That speaks to the, I guess, quote unquote level of their content. Like it, it motivated us so much to want to change that we did this actually overnight. <laughs> we did it in a span of 24 <laughs> we hours. We were separate. so, we were so eager to, <laughs> to rebrand. <laughs> After what we saw. (laughs) (laughs) It took us literally 24 hours to just say, you know what? Yeah, we should should switch it up. We should switch it up. So, no no disrespect to those guys. I mean... No, no disrespect. No disrespect. You know, it is what it is. We're we're rebranded now as the off-screen shooters. I almost (laughs) forgot. (laughs) So we're the off-screen shooters, and we think it's a very fitting name. I mean, our content will be the same. Uh, I th- I think we churn out like I mean I mean for for beginners we we do pretty good on the Instagram. Okay, let's be honest. We pump out content like you know we we could do a little bit more, but I feel like the content we put out the quality speaks for itself. What do you guys think? I think it spe- definitely speaks for itself. Yeah, and, and we won't we won't say whether or not maybe is is that why we got the message? I, I don't know. Maybe there was some uh, feel, feel feeling of uh, being threatened by our content. You know, eh? a little bit of jealousy. <laughs> Maybe is that the word? Is that the word you're looking? Anyways, for? Anyways, so do they need a do they need a realtor? Because uh, or like <laughs> do they need some new tenants? Because uh, we're living rent free. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got a new name. We are now officially. The off-screen shooters, uh, and we think it's a very fitting name. I will say, before I pass it off to Fran and Chris, I will say I do owe an apology to one individual, and that is Andrew Silva. If you're listening to this, Andrew, I apologize. You heard it here first. This is my apology video. I roasted you. Uh, actually, let me, let's go. Let's get into the yeah. Give him give him a little thing. bit of a backstory. Give him yeah, a little okay, bit of a backstory. Okay. So how we came up with this name was basically we posted I think a few months ago. An Instagram story of us asking the followers what what you guys want us to talk about. And I think we did it once or twice. And one of the questions that came up was, um, Andrew had asked this. He had brought up, oh, talk about who the best off-screen shooters are. 
like in the NBA. <laughs> and when I saw that, I was like, who the hell want to talk about <laughs> off-screen shooters? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know. Steph Curry. <laughs> Uh, uh, next topic. Uh, that's that was in, that was what was in my head, and I and they and the boys brought it up, and, and you know I gave the same response, and um, Andrew called me out on Warzone. That's one time we played, and I gave the same response. But as we know, and as I believe, all things do happen for a reason. And now looking back on it, it's like you know what, Andrew, that's a good one because that is the root, and that's the that formed the foundation of our rebranding and we didn't even know it at the time so thank you andrew silva honestly honestly i w- i owe you a beer next time or i owe you a shot when we get to you know go hit up the bars or restaurants again once everything opens up so we are the off 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 screen shooters Ugh. it's gonna take some time It'll, to it's gonna to. take some time to get used to for sure off screen shooters and also double entendre is we are off screen. We don't have video yet, so you can take it that way. And also, personally, when we play basketball, like me and Chris, we are literally off screen shooters. We don't yeah. do anything else on the court. We have no other. <laughs> we do. We have no other valuable <laughs> except shooting attribute. And Francis and Saran find us. You know, when we run off these screens, whether if we're on the same team, Enoch and I are on the same team or whatever. Whoever our point guard is, normally it is Francis or Saran, they, they tend to find us. Even if our shot isn't falling, they always still pass us the ball and they keep telling us to shoot. So shout out to our, our floor generals right there, uh, Francis and Saran. Yeah. So off-screen shooters, multiple meanings. And we felt like this was the right time. We just felt like this was right. <laughs> it just felt right. It just felt right, you know? It just felt right. <laughs> So today is March 19th, it's Friday, and it is a big day for a lot of basketball fans. It is the beginning of the March Madness Tournament, and right now it is currently 9.48, so the full day has pretty much already gone through, and there has been a lot of upsets, a lot of teams that we didn't expect to win today, and we're going to take a deep dive on some of the picks that we had for this year's tournament. Uh, Disclaimer, as I mentioned, some of these... Games have already happened, so we're just going to talk to you guys about some of the picks that we made prior to today's events. So, to start things off, I don't mind hitting it up uh, for my bracket out of my final four out of the West region I went with. I think I think all of us have. I went with Gonzaga coming out of my West region. Out of the South, I went with the University of Baylor. Out of my East... I didn't go with the number one pick, Michigan. I actually went with the number two, Alabama. And with the Midwest division, I went with Illinois. And in my finals, I'm going with Illinois over Gonzaga in an 81-77 to victory. And Illinois won today, so thank you for not breaking my bracket. I appreciate that, guys. Shout out Cockburn. Colburn, I mean. Sorry, who? (laughs) (laughs) Kofi Colburn. Spelt... (laughs) Well, I don't think that's his name. Spelled. I don't think that's his name, actually. Oh, can you pronounce it? I, I don't know. Sorry, Maybe what? it's... <laughs> Cockburn? I think that's correct. Oh, Shout okay, out to okay. Kofi Cockburn. Shout out to Ayo Desunmu, the masked basketball player. They routed Drexel. 78-49 Drexel today. Dragons. The Drexel Dragons. What about you guys? Uh, Enoch, who do you have in your Final Four, and who do you have as your winner of the March Madness Tournament? Oh man, I think this year was probably it's probably the toughest year, most unpredictable year. One, you know, not a lot of people followed college ball just because half the games were canceled because of COVID. First off, and just not a lot of interest. Like a lot of NBA prospects chose to play in the G League, chose to play overseas. So uh, going into the tournament, I guess not as much hype. And uh, but that being said, I have yeah, I, I just went chalk this year. Like I went with mostly the favorites. <laughs> Uh, played it safe. I have Zaga, Illinois. Uh, I do have Texas, who's just three seed coming out of the East. Cause I don't think, I think Michigan is the weakest number one seed. Um, and I don't believe in them at all. And I have, uh, who is it? Baylor. Yeah. I have Baylor. So I have Zaga, Baylor, Texas, Illinois. And then I have Zaga beating Illinois. Finally, this is the year. This is the year guys. Gonzaga. 
<laughs> at 21 straight after 21 straight March Madness appearances this will be there this has to be the year no Duke no Kentucky this is it that's what their blurb said when Kelly Olynyk was their number one guy and no, I, no, no. I, I, bought, I bought it I bought it and I picked them to go all the way and Kelly Olynyk and crew I think they lost in the second round I remember the only thing I will say is they are younger than usual. Usually Gonzaga, they're filled with like juniors and seniors. I think the one time they made it to the finals was the year when they had like Zach Collins as the rookie. And he was like the youngest guy on their team. Yeah. Like they had like Nigel Williams Goss. I don't know. If oh, I remember him. <laughs> uh, oh, who else did they have? They had, they had a few big guys like uh, who were seniors. But uh, this year they are relatively younger than usual like some upsets i have first round just because we're living like it's 9 50 on a friday night right now um first round i have ucsb over creighton i have winthrop over villanova villanova is without their best player connor gillespie Connor gillespie yeah so i have winthrop i think they are a popular uh, upset pick and then i have syracuse i gotta stick with my orange buddy Bayheim. On fire, like a human flamethrower, <laughs> uh, knocking off. Sorry, who did they even play? Oh, San Diego State. Yeah, yeah. SDSU. Whatever. They're they're whatever for me. And then I have I have Maryland over Connecticut just because. I mean, Terrapins. I, I've always found it to be a funny mascot, <laughs> a little, little turtle. Yeah, and you know Maryland. I, they sound like they feel. I feel like they're a team that always usually like makes a little bit of noise. So. I have them, and then I don't even know why I chose Texas in the Final Four, to be honest. Like, I didn't know any player. <laughs> they they have one really good player. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. His name's Greg Brown, the third, I believe, or Greg Brown Jr. They've got a good front court. He's pretty sick. So I've seen a couple highlights of him. He definitely looks like he's got an NBA-ready body for next year if he is going to be a top 10 pick. And, I mean, if the Raptors slide, if they keep losing, that's a name to look out for, folks. If you're looking for yeah, some Greg court Brown draft. and... Uh... Kai Jones, and yeah, yeah they have Jones a big, too. they have a big front court is all I know, and then they have one that one guard, forget his name, Coleman? Corey Joseph, Corey Joseph, <laughs> no, no, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, oh, it, uh, Mike Cabongo, my oh, Canadian legend, Mike Cabongo, uh, oh, what else I was gonna say, oh, shout out Ken Palm, Ken Palm is back too, <laughs> that's a, that's a name you only hear during March Madness season, Ken Palm is. The biggest plug when it comes to filling out a bracket. <laughs> you, if there's plug. no Ken Palm, there's no bracket. If there's there no are... Ken Palm, there's no upsets. So shout out to Ken Palm. <laughs> oh, I also have USC beating Kansas. Just because Evan Mobley. I don't know. I feel, But I feel like the team that wins it every year has to be... It's always one of those like veteran all-around teams. You know what I mean? It's yeah. never going to be a mm-hmm. freshman carrying all the way. So that's why I don't have... Experience. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I want Cade Cunningham to make it, I have them losing to Illinois. Uh-oh. A, I think Elite 8 or Round 16. Round of 16. Round of 16. Speaking of Cade Cunningham, Enoch, before we continue, I think Francis. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> the, the opposite of what I have. I, Francis has them. Francis, where do you have them? I have them in the finals. to be honest i kind of left this to the end and then i woke up this morning and i i was like damn because i I was working too so uh i was like damn i gotta fill this up quickly before it hits like 12 15 that 12 15 (laughs) deadline just catches up on you so i just went on the app and i just started clicking clicking on the the little dots (laughs) and then somehow like Cause you know how you do it region by region, so yeah. somehow I ended up with Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Oklahoma State, and I think that's just the bias that I have, because <laughs> I really like Cade Cunningham, and who knows, maybe he pulls like a mellow, <laughs> a mellow run, but we'll see. Um, I think Mellow had a better team in Syracuse. Like they're actually like I don't know anyone else on Oklahoma State. To be honest. Hakeem, yo, shout out to Hakeem Warwick, one of the I, best I, dunkers in the NBA. Yeah, I wasn't really I when I don't even know what conference they're in. Like when it comes to college basketball, I only look for kind of prospects. 
and like, cause I I follow high school ball to a T. Like I I watch a lot of the the highlights and clips, so I want to see how people translate from high school to college. So I follow their journey, and then obviously to the from college to the pros, and that's why I only know the kind of the big names. So. <laughs> Like hopefully, can just the uh, like I'm I'm hoping that I'm I'm manifesting this to the universe, speaking and, it into existence. Yeah, <laughs> and he carries me to a March Madness victory. But do you have any upsets on your bracket? Uh I have a couple. I have to look at them though. Uh, let's see. Oh my! Uh, North Texas I did one. <laughs> Mean Did green they? one, yes. Oh, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, Alvin. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I have it You're on. The, this, sorry, I have it on in the background. No, I have Ohio over Virginia, and that's again because I I saw that guy. Forget his name again. Um, Preston. Jalen yeah. Preston. Jalen yeah. Preston. And like, they were like throughout the year they've been kind of posting his, his story, and it's kind of. Kind of cool. So he he kind of reminds me of Lamelo. I don't know if it's because they kind of look the same. They kind of look alike, eh? Like yeah, like I, he he kind of reminds me of when when Melo was at Chino Hills with the baggy T shirt, yeah. <laughs> and then kind of like I've also noticed like they're kind of their style of play is kind of similar from what I've like briefly seen of of him. But I mean, I have that same upset too. I have the same Ohio over Virginia. But before we continue, I just want to shout out our Filipino brother, Kihi Clark, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's still on that team. Yeah, shout out to him real quick. Uh, I have USC also over Kansas, but mainly because I want to see... Because I have I- I- Iowa going to the Sweet 16, so I want to see that matchup between Evan Mobley and, and uh, Luke, Garza. Luke Garza, yeah. So, and no, I actually... Picked USC over Iowa too. <laughs> Damn, this is all news oh, to me. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how quick. <laughs> this is how quick I did this thing. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I picked. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, cool. <laughs> and I have, I think, Michigan and Alabama in the East. I lo- I saw some Alabama games. They look, they look pretty sick. And that Jelly JQ guy. Javon Quinn, yeah, he comes off the bench and he, he's pretty like he he looks like because he started off. Where did he go first? Because he had to transfer, right? Uh, I don't remember. I forgot where he went out of high school, but he had to transfer because he wasn't getting minutes. That whole Jelly fam, like they had so much hype in high school, and they, they kind of they didn't really do anything in college. But he's making a name for himself, so cool to see. And I, I, yeah, that's basically my bracket. I have Gonzaga winning, by the way. Um, they just seem like a well-rounded team. This is the year. <laughs> quote this. So when they win, hey, when they win, we can quote this audio. This is Gonzaga's year, 2021. Yeah. So we sound I'm a, smart. I'm also we'll see that alumni. next year. We'll see that next year, too. <laughs> I'm a Gonzaga alumni. Oh, yeah. Gonz- yeah you Gonzaga alumni. <laughs> Yo, Xavier didn't make it this year. Okay? Yeah, Xavier, where you at, man? Xavier, you know, they would have came in blasting X go and give it to and then get slapped by 50. <laughs> X go and give it to and then get slapped by 50. Or, or the, Roy right Jones, the Roy Jones song. Can't yeah. Be Can't be touched. <laughs> and then get slapped by 60 right after that. <laughs> yeah, Saran ain't here to defend himself. He was actually on the team. <laughs> hey, he was the leading scorer that one game. Uh, career, uh, team high eight points. Nice. <laughs> lost one. Shout out to Saran, who, by the way, fans didn't get canceled. He's just not here today. <laughs> you might have thought he did. You might have thought based on uh, previous behavior, but no, he's been a, he's been good. All right, I actually didn't list any of some of the upsets that I had. And every year, whenever we do March Madness, Enoch knows this. The guys know this. I am a sucker for upsets. I'm a sucker for those 12 over 5 upsets, those 14 over 3 upsets, those 10-7 if you want to even call it an upset. But every year, I always shoot myself in the foot by picking teams that don't have any chance of winning 
This year, it's the same old, same old. So looking at the west side of the bracket, as mentioned, I have that same pick that Francis has, the Jalen Preston pick of Ohio over Virginia. And on that same side, I went with the UCSB pick over Creighton. I don't know why I did. I think I saw Barack Obama do it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it too. And I think their logo just looks cooler. So I went with that one, the USCB over Creighton. I also went with VCU over Oregon. And one player that has caught my eye is his, his he has a sick name. It's Naheem Bones Hines. So Bones, Bones is his nickname. and Hines? Just Naheem Bones. Naheem Bones, the nickname, and then Hines. So Naheem Hines. He's pretty crafty. I've seen some of his game on YouTube, and I think I've even drafted him in my 2K simulation just because he looked cool. So that's another one that I just said, you know what? I'm a pick. On the south side, I went with the same one as Enoch. I went with the – how do you say this this team? Winthorpe? Winthrop? Whatever. The 12 seed over Villanova. As Enoch mentioned, no Colin Gillespie. So I went with the Winthorpe there. Enoch just mentioned on the pod, 13th seed North Texas just took out Purdue. I had the Purdue pick there, so I mean, my whole right side of the bracket isn't looking too good. And another one of my upset picks, I went with the Liberty pick. I went with the seniors going up against Cade Cunningham, and he, this, the dream's still alive for Francis's bracket right there. So Liberty, gone, see ya. Right now, SDSU and Syracuse, I went with SDSU. And then another one I went with was Houston, oh, no, Rutgers and Clemson. But I feel like, what do you guys think? Those 7-10 matchups can go either way. They're like 8-9 in the sense that it's just a crapshoot. Whoever you want to pick there, preferably. I went with Rutgers there. And that was it. And if you want to consider this one an upset, I went with St. Bonaventure over LSU. But that's an 8-9 matchup. So my whole right side of the bracket is already red. I'll see you guys next year. I don't think <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to I don't know if it's yeah. looking good for me. But I'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I remember now why I picked uh, UCSB over Creighton because they had that the coach had that scandal and I I think it was, was it? a distraction. Oh, yeah. the Creighton the, the coach, the Creighton. yeah, McDermott's the dad, race, McDermott's dad. The race, he yes. said like the racist comments, right? Yeah. Was so, you know, about like, his... lock, little locker room tension. Ah, uh, you know what? I like that. I like that. <laughs> Speaking into existence, but I do know there's one guy on Creighton who's got like a really long last name. That's oh, super it starts nasty. with an M. Yeah. yeah. He's like a point forward. He's like a point forward or something. And he's like Zagorowski or something. Yeah, Zagorowski. Yeah, I don't know. He's nasty. So So, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Is that guy from from Milton, the Filipino guy, still there? Oh, no, he was on Butler. Butler. Uh, Never mind. I know who you're talking about. Christian David. Yeah. There was another Filipino guy, though, on Creighton. But he was like straight from the Philippines. Kobe. Was it Kobe Paris? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he's my, my, da- my dad talks about him all the time. I always ask him about. Yeah, him. I don't I think he's. I don't think he Kobe Paris is in the states anymore. I think he plays professionally in the Philippines. He's like, like uh, one of those like teams. I don't know where, but I think he's back in the Philippines. He's famous because of his dad, apparently. Like my parents know him because of his dad. I think he's like an actor, or maybe he's maybe actor, he's probably. like a basketball player. Like it's, either, player. it's either it's either basketball player, actor, or politician. Yeah, that's that's it's one of the three <laughs> in the Philippines. Francis, is the shop open today? Enoch and I are trying to get lined up. What do you got for us, bro? Uh, shop is open. So today we're gonna be talking about in light of the March Madness. Uh, I want to talk about. Do you guys think that NCAA? As an organization, are they corrupt? Are they exploiting their players? What do you guys think? You want to go first, Enoch? No, you can go first. I, I thought you had a. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I you gotta go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were gonna. You had a lot to say, Chris. Okay. Well, f- first and foremost, like, I think it is a money grab. You know, everything that's going on in the world right now with COVID, people are getting sick. And these are a lot of kids. These are a lot of moving pieces here that it's just going to be hard to keep, you know, everything under control, especially with how uncertain this virus, this pandemic is. I think it's a money grab. You know, they missed out on the tournament last year. I think they personally shouldn't have had it this year again, too, just because that requires teams flying from place to place. That's just more of a risk to the people on the team 
the people that work at these stadiums, the announcers, the training staff, people still aren't taking COVID seriously, especially here in Canada and even in the States. So that's one. But it is a money grab, I think. Also, too, I think players not being able to profit off, let's say, their own name. For example, Francis mentioned the Jelly Fam, the Javon Quinterly, those guys. Like, I feel like if they have a brand, I don't see what the issue is here. But of course, you know, the NCAA doesn't want kids to succeed in that sense if they're not making any money from it as well. So that's two things there. And a third is even though it is a money grab, like how cheap are they at the same time? Because I'm not sure if you guys saw, but there was a video trending on Twitter, on Instagram of the women's NCAA tournament. And of course, the women's NCAA tournament doesn't get as many eyes on their basketball games, but they probably have, you know, some of the best basketball, women's basketball there is. The games go down to the wire and the video was the workout space for the women and it was like a little what was it a, was it just a practice court guys it was just one practice no, it was court like a, some yoga mats and like yeah like yoga a couple yoga mats and then their weight room was you guys like what was it a dumbbell set of like yeah, five yeah. five pounds like to the what? aerobics ones yeah too, like from five to like what 40 50 like it wasn't even a full-on set or whatever and the reason being was because the NCAA didn't have enough sp- money or space for them when in reality there was they were in like a huge like conference hall. They had massive amount of space. I don't know. I just think it's a money grab. It stops the kids from being able to pursue stuff outside of basketball while they're in school, which kind of sucks because if you're a kid, you want to obviously explore different avenues as well, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of giving... It's kind of... Not say giving, it's kind of taking away other opportunities if let's say the sport that they play in isn't what they want to pursue later on because of course there are some kids who are on these teams that aren't going to get a chance to play and make a name for themselves but if it's stopping them from being able to do other things outside of the curriculum then i definitely think it's a money grab yeah did you guys watch the ben simmons documentary the one that he produced when he was in uh, lsu LSU? yeah I, i watched it it's pretty good i watched it and I came out of it thinking he kind of seems like a brat, but I kind of get what he's saying. Like he he skipped all his classes to so that he can basically uh, so he can practice. So he, he would just go to the gym instead of taking classes because he was saying like like why would if my only career option for him is to go to the NBA? Like why do I need these courses? So but like when he was saying that in my head, I was like but you're taking it for granted you know what i mean like what if yeah. something happens uh like a lot of people would kill to be in university so i thought he was being a brat but all these stories came to light and we're starting to see like they they really exploit the players and they don't let they kind they take money from their brands and they're being greedy so i see some like part of his point and also with the Cade Cunningham thing, I I searched this up today because I remember I remember when he committed to to Oklahoma State, they suspended them and then they uh, banned them for the postseason. So then I just got reminded this morning. I was like, wait, aren't they not supposed to be playing? Because that happened like so long ago, the ban. And like, aren't they not supposed to be playing in the tournament? And I had to like Google it, and it, apparently Oklahoma State appealed it. And the NCAA just hasn't given an answer. So they're allowed to play. And I feel like it's like, oh, it's because they have Cade Cunningham. He's such a yeah. big star that gives us money. <laughs> like, it's not as good. It's not a good financial decision to ban them now. Yeah. So if they have someone that's a potential number one, number two, number three pick right there. Yeah. That's like, that's so greedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, like they're kind of, they're slimy the slimy organization and the whole like i saw like the insides of it with like it probably is not exactly the same but with like movies like the blind side oh yeah the football yeah. one yeah like you kind of see like how like i didn't know what boosters were booster families and all that were and they really cracked down on it and i'm like does it really is it really that serious it's like their tax 
collectors <laughs> and they're going after like kids who are taking money when they need money from other people <laughs> it's it's it seems like such a huge problem that shouldn't really be that big a problem like the thing is with the ncaa it's it's not just basketball and football right like it's all encompassing all sports so i think from the ncaa standpoint like obviously i like agree the players are like whatever whatever you guys said that's been something that's been going on for years and years it's not just like this year but i think their thinking and their process is you know if we start paying basketball players then like how much do we pay like football players, how much do we pay? Like all these other sports now come into play, right? Because NCAA they make money off of not just basketball or football, which everybody. Is, well, like most of the money is come comes from it, but you know other sports are part of the NCAA. Like yeah, it's it's all encompassing. So uh, I think that the players should be able to profit from their own brand. Like I think they should be able to create because like if they weren't playing a sport like if they weren't playing sports in the ncaa and like let's say they just created their own brand in their school or like they have like a side hustle the school would allow that so what's the difference and like yeah. or like if you have a part-time job as a student right mm-hmm. uh, especially, except this is like more than a part-time job because you're actually putting in like so many hours like the student athlete life is not easy especially for someone who has no intention of making it to the pros you're really literally just doing it for enjoyment and yeah. like, you want to have that experience during this time of your life like there is no like 99% of these players will never go pro so on the other hand though if let's say if the NCAA does pay start paying players like I think either way it's going to be messy because you know what if the players become unionized you know and be, mm-hmm. like it's going to eventually oh, if yeah, you're yeah. like you're going down that road you know what I mean yeah if you're outright paying them salary per game. So I don't know if that is the solution. I don't know if they can make it work, but at the very least, like let them profit off like autographs. Like you can't, you, you don't like suspend a guy for a year because, you know, they sign an autograph to somebody. Right. And it's, yeah, like at the end of the day, it is a, like, it's a business for them as many businesses work. Like I, I'm happy that we have March Madness this year. Like I know, you know, the pandemic is still going on, but I'm glad that they figure it out this way to have it so that it's in a bubble. Everyone likes March Madness. The fans love it. The players want to play in it. The coaches want to play. The schools want to be in it. Like, it's a benefit to everybody, right? So, I'm, so as long as they, you know, have proper protocols, I don't have an issue with this year's March Madness just because the country needs it. You know, sports, it's a good distraction from, from things. I think I just yeah. said to not have the March Madness tournament because half my bracket is red. <laughs> okay, well, I that, feel that was like, eventually going to happen. I feel like instead of paying them like per game, like a salary like that, I think they should at least get some commission off of jersey sales and things like that. Like there's so many revenue streams that NCAA profits from. Like why not give a cut of that to them? Jersey sales like... If their name is on the back, they contributed hundred, like basically a hundred percent to that product, because they are that pro- the product. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like, you know how back in the nineties there was like a whole lot of like label issues and with music, um, the Backstreet Boys apparently didn't make much money because the label, everything they made, was to the label, was to the label, and like it just seems so wrong because they literally did do everything. <laughs> <laughs> they create the music. Yeah. They actually sing. They're the ones with the talent. It's the same thing with the players. They're the ones with the talent. They're the ones playing. But it's the organization that sort of like quote unquote kind of owns them. So that's getting so, paid. So do you think? So follow up a question would be: Do you think boosters should just be allowed? Yeah, I think so. Like they should just have free reign. Like, and it's basically because boosters. It's essentially. Like they're paying you under the table to come join their team. That that's hard to say because like a lot of these kids, I don't know about now, but like probably back more back then, a lot of these kids definitely needed the money. 
now I, I I don't know maybe I I kind of feel like the landscape's kind of changed at least in basketball. There's a lot of politics leading up to college. A lot of parents pay to to have their players get uh, playing time in order for them to get to college. So like it, a lot of the players that we see in college are the privileged kids or not privileged, but they have they're already from money. But at least back then, I feel like a lot of them had to kind of grind it out, and they like they would they need the money or they could use it, especially the ones that get injured or don't actually make it to the league. They could use I think, it. I think there are still a lot. Like I mean, there's definitely a lot of players that still you like yeah. they still grind. Like they still there. It's not like they come from the most wealthiest of families. Like last year, I know like James Wiseman had an issue because he was suspended because Tim Hardaway, or no, sorry, Penny Hardaway had paid him off or whatever. They had that whole thing. And, and I, from what I read, like, he, Wiseman needed the money. And, and then on the other hand, there are, like, other scandals where, like, Rick Pitino in Louisville got fired because of this whole, like, stripper thing, the prostitute thing. No, so he yeah. would he would knowingly, I don't know, I forget if he organized it, but he knew that to an extent About that it, his yeah. players, they were using prostitutes or like strippers to attract recruits or their players or whatever you know you, you just open up i mean boosters they're essentially paying an unofficial salary to these guys you know it's i, I think i think it's like the ncaa is like so scared to yeah. tap into that they they think everything is going to be like a snowball effect where like they lose control of everything yeah no i can see that ideally is honestly to avoid all this the top NBA prospects should just all funnel into the G League. The G League should just have their own version of the March Madness. I know it's it's very far fetched to say, given like the history of these schools, and because look look at Jalen Green and Kaminga, their season's already over. Like no one's watching them. Whereas, as much as we complain about the NCAA, we're still here, like watching March Madness. These two weeks are still like super entertaining, and guys like Cade Cunningham and Mobley, like these these guys are getting way more exposure than mm-hmm. guys out of the granted Jalen like those guys are getting paid yeah a salary but in the long run Cunningham like these guys these high end NBA prospects they're the ones getting their names out because of this tournament so yeah that's yeah, true I mean, still. I don't... yeah I like the that there's options now yeah there's options like... now like you can do overseas so I think as if you are a high school player they should just all like united, like unitedly, <laughs> just move. In. Like if they all just like went to the G League one year, I think it's shifting. Be, like pretty crazy. It's, I think it's shifting. Now. Yeah, it's, like, it's we shifting saw slowly, so many slowly. people. And then, well, it started off with like the people going international, and then now when the G League allowed like the Ignite team, yeah, and they're showing and, games and it, now on TV. Yeah, yeah, and it's showing that it's. It looks like it's being successful because it makes sense. It's like doing an internship, right? It's like you're actually learning from professionals. They're playing like with old... professionals too. Yeah, you're yeah. playing with professionals. And it's like the whole thing with like Ben Simmons. His only goal is to go to the NBA. So why go to class? <laughs> why, do I, why does he need to go to class when he can learn on the field? <laughs> Competition-wise, like if you look at it that way as well, like, if you're playing professional over whether it's overseas or G League, like you can't tell me. Like I've seen these NC, like I've seen even like March Madness. A lot of these guys are not good, <laughs> so you can't tell me that you're bet you're not better off overseas as far as competition goes. Yeah, you know, as great as March Madness and the tournament, a lot of it is in the grand scheme of things very mediocre talent. But yeah. it's all like it's a level playing field, so. That's why we get all the buzzer beaters and close games. But like, if you just look at it objectively, like talent-wise, if you want to compare, Cunningham can cook these guys. Yeah. Like, like, like 90% of these guys. Easy. It's just that he's just not on, like, like his teammates aren't as great as he is. So I think he's, you know, that team's like suffering a little bit from that. I'm just giving an example. But like, if you're a legit NBA prospect, you should be able to cook these guys easy. Yeah. Because like top, if you think about it, the t- what you would would you say like the top one percent of players get drafted? 
even less. And the, well, less. Maybe well, less, one, yeah. because yeah, what, 60 players get drafted. Every 60 year. players. And half of them are, like, overseas. Of, I don't know how many, I don't know how many in total there are that are playing collegiate basketball. But let's say, like, top 1% go to the NBA. That means that I would say part of that plus the next two, three percent go to the to go to Europe. So all the people that you're gonna play if you go international are people that were already the top two they were in the top two percent in their year or in their yeah. you know, four years in college. Yeah. So they're not they're no slouches. And then the G League also. G, like these G League guys are, as well too. Yeah. Like I think yeah. there is a massive growth, especially with the whole like two way deals that the NBA has now where they can play both in the NBA as well as G League. Like, before people would get upset that, oh, I got to go to the G League. But now the G League is probably the best opportunity for some of these players as well too. Plus, of course, playing yeah. internationally. And even some kids, or not kids, but some players, for example, Terrence Davis, they'd rather go the undrafted route and work, let's say, in the G League or at Summer League over some of those things. So I think it's definitely an improvement and there's definitely more opportunities for these players, which I think is one that's a good thing. More people get the chance to, you know, succeed in a sense, and especially if they didn't get as not as many looks as let's say some of those one percent guys that you guys mentioned, it still gives them that opportunity as well. But yeah, I I don't see an issue with that. Okay, so to bring it all together, you you're saying like, let's say one percent of it make it to the NBA. So look at the other ninety nine percent slaving their way to play these games, to be a part of these teams, to make money for the NCAA. All that goes to show is that, you know, these kids are grinding, man. You got to give them some kind of compensation for that. Yeah, I agree mm. with that. Well, like you know, they, They're making money for your organization. In their defense, like for NCAA, like they think they're compensating them through free scholarships. Oh, yeah, through like scholarships, scholarships yeah. and uh, like the free swag they get through like yeah. or whatever <laughs> you know the towels you know the like you, but that's you not gonna what... yeah that's not gonna pay like the necessities like the the food like yeah I, like when we were in college or university we had to eat like a fucking i had to eat like cliff bars for dinner sometimes <laughs> i had one time i had lunchables because that's just like that's the struggle and i remember francis you you walked in and you're like who's got lunchables in the fridge and i didn't want to say anything i was like yo those are mine low-key but francis is going in right now i was like damn grown-ass kid just eating lunchables because i got like two dollars left on my student card and like two dollars on my debit card bro what else am i gonna eat so that is the perfect segue to go into the draft that we are having today so in light of March Madness, in light of the conversation that we just had about NCAA, what we're going to do is we're going to have a draft on the top schools that we would like to be recruited from. So let's say if we were five-star recruit athletes coming out of college or coming out of high school and it's the recruiting process, the schools are bringing us to their campus, showing us everything, the weight room, the gym, all that good stuff. Where would we like to go play college basketball if given? the opportunity unfortunately we <laughs> don't have that dream. opportunity <laughs> hey we, we played way it, we, that train has gone like that train <laughs> has sailed long time we played ago. intramural uh basketball though shout out francis shout out to <laughs> yeah. el, po- el polo el macos uh, b squad <laughs> that was our name so, i don't know i, I remember don't... we wanted to name a name at that but then we didn't want to make t-shirts because they were too expensive and we were broke college students bro <laughs> another reason <laughs> <laughs> but that was the name because I think we were all watching Breaking Bad at the time too. So it was like, oh, El Polo, El Macos. Oh, this is so sick. It, it was like a hundred something to make just t-shirts. So we didn't do it. And I remember I hit a floater in Intramural. Francis, do you remember that? I hit the floater over that seven, like seven footer. The, in football, the, the football team? <laughs> I don't remember who. Oh my God. We had to play the foot. You know, we had to play the football team, bro. First game in, had to play Kyle Quinlan and the McMaster Marauder football team. And we got absolutely slapped. All right, anyways, I got the name generator up right in front of me. And the order is Enoch, Francis, and myself. So this is a three-man podcast, a three-man draft for today. So just going to be the three of us, so it's going to be a pretty short draft as well. All right, so Enoch, with the first pick of schools that you would like to attend, take it away, bro. This, is, this pick is assuming 
I've got a shot to go pro. And if I've got a shot to go pro, again, hypothetically, I think, or even if I knew anybody who had a shot and was receiving scholarships left, right, and center, I think you have to go with Kentucky just because they breed the most NBA stars, I think. I mean, off the top of my head. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to be, you don't even have to have like a big role. It, like, you don't yeah. even have to be the star and you can be, you know, you can be the you sixth can, man. You can be drafted. You can be a seventh sixth man, man eighth man. Bench. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think Rondo came out the bench for Kentucky. I know Booker came out the bench. So there are guys and, Except for this year. I know this year they're trash. They didn't even make the tournament. <laughs> but every other year, uh, they usually they're usually stacked with NBA talent. So if you or let's say if I hypothetically had that opportunity, because we're all we're all six feet. So if we had just the talent, <laughs> if we if we had you know, what a waste of our what a waste of our height. Yeah, no, you know, I'll what a waste you. of our height. We just don't have the skill, but you know, we we have the height though. <laughs> If we if we did have the skill, I would go Kentucky first choice, and you get to learn under Coach Cal, who is, has a good track record of of coaching up NBA or, or getting guys NBA ready. Like he's admitted that he is a one and done school, so like he's essentially having you there for one year to prep you for the NBA um, if you've got a shot. So I think I would. You can't go wrong with uh, with Big Blue Nation, as they call it. Yeah. Drake Drake is a honorary member. He, he, <laughs> he plays at the OBO court, yo. He, he had that uh that three pointer in the warm up and he airballed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was wearing the warm up too and everything. So Enoch, you're gonna go with Big Blue Nation. You're gonna go with Kentucky with your first round pick. Francis, the floor is yours, bro. What do you got for us? Okay. So if I'm a so I am a you are, you are. Yeah, you are. You are. I am an off-screen shooter coming out of high school. <laughs> uh, this is my commitment. Uh, my commit video. You gonna pull up the hats? <laughs> yeah, I got the hats. I got the hats lined up. Pull up the hats. <laughs> yeah, I'm committing to the University of Michigan. <laughs> oh, good oh, pick. Wow. I had close that to too. Home, eh? You want to stick? I had that too. Home. That was like. I don't know. I've always liked Michigan, mainly because my cousins, I have cousins in Livonia, which is close to Ann Arbor, and they all went to Michigan, like that school, and I always thought it was just, I thought it was cool. And then on top of that, when Jalen Rose was on the Raptors, like I loved him. Yeah, (laughs) me too. I think that year that I played basketball, I picked number five because of him. I really like the Fab Five. <laughs> like, <laughs> so every time I play 2K and I do my player or I create a player, I always put my college as Michigan. There, I, I like. There's two choices that I always pick, and one of them is Michigan. Hopefully, you guys don't pick the other one. But um, yeah, now Jawan Howard is the head coach. Yeah. Oh, right? nice. So full circle. So you you can like talk Fab Five with him. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, I watched um, your documentary on ESPN. Hey, I, I watched you on Miami when you rode the pine. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they they have produced some good pros. So, you know, yeah, I'm gonna stick to Michigan as my number one pick. That's a really good pick. I actually had them first on my leaderboard as well, too. Actually, Damn. all right. So I got two picks here with my back to back. I'm going to go with a school that has a lot of history and I'm going to go with North Carolina with my first pick. Reason being my mom's favorite player is Michael Jordan. My favorite player growing up at first was Vince Carter. You know, just gotta continue the lineage there. Lineage there. I'm going to go with North Carolina. Also, I really think those powder blue jerseys are super fire. And you know me, I'm a sucker for jerseys. And I think if I'm a player that wants to get my name out there, potentially to be in the draft, why not go to a school that's going to be on every, that's going to get televised every game, every big major game. They're going to be on TV. And if I get playing time, hopefully I can show out. So I'm going to go with North Carolina with my first pick. Shout out to Vince Carter, Michael Jordan, Antoine Jameson, Tyler Hansbro, Marcus Page. Legend. 
Yeah, actually, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Hansbro, one of the best college basketball players of all time. (laughs) Just because he stayed for like five years. Yeah. So four years. And who knows? Maybe if I'm a five year, a five year player, I could be Be like like Tyler Hansbro. Perry. Oh my God, (laughs) Perry Alley's still there. (laughs) He probably played. He probably played today. (laughs) So yeah, I'm gonna go with North Carolina with my first pick. My second pick. This is a school that I've actually wanted to go to. If not even if I wasn't. Well, I'm not, I'm not an off, I'm not a basketball player. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get drafted by these schools. But when I was younger, I visited this campus in the second grade when I went on vacation and that is UCLA. So I'm going to go UCLA Bruins with my second pick. When I went to Los Angeles to visit my grandma in the second grade, we took a trip to the campus. I remember buying a like baby blue UCLA hat with a bear just right in the middle and I never rocked it when I came back to Canada I was like in grade two I thought you know it was like a cool souvenir also they haven't had that much success with regards to the tournament but they do have some success in you know creating some really good basketball players some notable ones being Russell Westbrook Kevin Love one of my personal favorites Drew Holiday our very own Norman Powell who's having a hell of a season as well Zach Levine, I believe. Yeah, Zach Levine, UCLA. So, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. One player Leangelo that I... Leangelo Ball. Sorry, who? <laughs> Leangelo Ball. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Anyways. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Get out there. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cinder. Luel Cinder, a.k.a. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, yeah, even one player that comes to mind that I didn't like coming out of college, but he's actually a really good basketball player is Kyle Anderson. So shout out to him too. Norman so, yeah, Powell. I'm gonna, yeah, I said Norman Powell. Norman Powell. Oh, said Norman so Powell. Okay, I said Norm. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bruins. I'm gonna go with UCLA with my second pick. So North Carolina with my first, UCLA with my second. And nice. you could just get to enjoy LA. Francis, you got the next pick, bro. I like that UCL UCLA pick. I I just like LA in general, just because I go there all the time. <laughs> but the other team, I mentioned that when I play 2K, I either make my player go to. Like come from either Michigan and another team, and the second team that I usually make them come from is uh, the Yukon Huskies. I like that pick. Okay, my I I don't know. I'm I'm only twenty six, but like yo, my memory sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> I I can't tell you like if I watch a movie, like I can't tell you what happens in it or a TV show, but. One of my earliest memories of college basketball, I can't tell you how far they went because <laughs> I don't remember, <laughs> but it was uh, of Ben Gordon and Emeka Okafor, Ooh. and I was a re- I really liked Ben Gordon back then, and that's I, it's always stuck with me. Like I'm always like UConn, the first ever six man of the year rookie, Ben Gordon. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, they they've been um, they've still been good to this day. Are they even in the yeah. They in the they're they're in the yeah, yeah they are right? they are but like you saw with Kemba's run one of my favorite players Ray Allen went there as well I think their their women's basketball program is like the best no yeah they went like they went like undefeated for God knows how many years up until last last year the year before that I believe find yourself a WNBA player every like every <laughs> like major WNBA player is from UConn uh, Deanna Tarazi. Sue Bird, Maya Moore. Maya Moore. There's one in the NBA right now. The one she plays on Seattle as well too with Sue Sue Bird. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's why I pick UConn. I mean, I've, I've it's just always stuck with me. Them and Michigan have always stuck with me as like schools I wanted to go to uh, as a kid. Yeah, they have like some really good basketball players that came out of that school too. Some underrated ones. Oh, speaking sorry. Speaking of off-screen shooters, um, Mr. Rip Hamilton. There it is, <laughs> the biggest off-screen shooter of them all. Shout out, shout out, Andrew again. <laughs> and it was Brianna Stewart on Seattle Storm was the name that I was thinking of for oh, all you true, yeah. WNBA uh, nerds out there. So you're gonna go with UConn with your second pick. That's a good pick. I actually really like that one. All right, Enoch, you got the back-to-backs to end off your draft, bro. Who you got for us? Okay, so I got the back-to-back. So first one, I'm going to go with another 
very um, historically speaking well-known program and uh, i'm gonna stick close to home this time only four hour drive from toronto i'm gonna go with syracuse just because that's your school man new york (laughs) yeah i'm gonna go with the orange because one they play the zone so i don't have to run on defense which is great save my energy two (laughs) i know they're in new york but there really isn't much around syracuse so you can really just hone in on your game you don't have any distractions you can like just hit the practice court every day and like you don't have to worry about going out to like downtown or whatever it's a small town and it's close to home so i can like honestly if i really wanted to i can probably just drive home on the weekends you know it'll take me like three and a half hours <laughs> across the border and uh yeah syracuse then and also my favorite player what well, growing up was carmel anthony and I thought you were going to say Andy Rowdens. Stay mellow. <laughs> Andy Rowdens. I was going to say Hakeem Warwick. <laughs> Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn. And now the other school I was going to go to, or let's say if I had an opportunity. Now, let's say if I, you know, if, if NBA is not my my goal, if, if the goal is not to make a pro, what I would do, I, I would probably go to this school just because... Um, it is out west, but it's along the coast. So, uh, and I know they have a very nice campus, and it's Stanford. Because you, you smart as hell. If bro. I'm going there, I'm probably smart. So they're probably, <laughs> they're probably giving me a scholarship for a reason other than sports. So I'm probably smart, and it's right by the coast. So it's probably super nice. I've never been there. They do have a decent program. They don't make it to the tournament every year, but you know you see their name pop up from time to time. They play in the Pac-12. It's uh, who's in that conference? They got UCLA, USC. They play all the California teams, and like California is just a good vibe. They are right next to San Jose, so Silicon Valley. If I want to, you know, study computer engineering or something, you know, that can always be a fallback or like something techy, you know, work for Google or something. So yeah, Stanford. It sets me well for. Uh, it, I'll, I'll get to enjoy playing basketball and then it'll set me up for my future career you smart as hell that, bro. that's a good that's a good pick yeah i actually went to the the campus like not too long ago i think when i went back in like 2015 or 2014 we went into the stanford campus and it, it, it's actually super nice did you, did you see and, uh did you see landry fields <laughs> i saw uh christian mccaffrey oh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I was in. I went to Silicon Valley once because my. I don't know how she. She's my. Dad's. Cousin, so my dad's cousin's husband, he works at the Facebook headquarters. So I went to like Facebook and like Instagram. Like we got a free tour, and it's it's insane. Mm, yeah, like. It's... Crazy, like it's you can live there, and <laughs> I think that's what they want you to do, right? Like that's their goal. They give you free food and like the Apple. Uh, I don't know what's called that the headquarters there. Campus. Like the, yeah, the campus. Like it looks sick. So like Google, Facebook, yeah. like it's all there. They get free everything, man. So with your back-to-back final picks, you are going with Syracuse and you are going with Stanford? Yeah. Yeah, Cardinal. Oh, also underrated. Well, actually not underrated. I don't know what you call it, but that mascot, that tree, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I remember that yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> they got a big tree for their mascot, so there's that too. Take that how you will. You know, didn't we play one of the college Madden games and yeah, you we, were Syracuse? Okay, so we played... you were Syracuse and I was Stanford. I think I it was, was you or Carl. One. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, we played and there was this mode where you can play football for like the schools, but you're you're just their mascots instead of the players. So it was a little bunch a bunch of little oranges running into a bunch Versus of trees. trees. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was you and I, bro. I'm oh, pretty man. sure. NCAA coming back 2023. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Francis, with your last pick of the draft, bro, who do you got? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to like personal preferences, and I'm gonna go with the Washington Huskies. <laughs> wow. I like yo. I, what? My favorite favorite player was Kobe, but like for a period of time, there was one player that surpassed him. Isaiah Thomas, Brandon Roy, and it was Brandon Roy. Yeah. Oh. Yep. 
and he went to Washington four years there. And they have like cool players like Isaiah Thomas, Dejounte Murray, Dejounte Murray too, Terrence Ross. Yeah, Mar- Markel uh, wasn't Markel on that squad. Markel, too? yeah, Markel my boy Fultz, Markel yeah. too. I've been to Seattle. It's nice, nice there. Uh, I wouldn't mind going to Washington. It's it's not it's Washington State, not the DC. <laughs> DC. <laughs> yeah, you gotta let them know. Bro. Yeah, yeah, I like their I like their colors. I like the jersey. I was gonna say those uh, jerseys are fire. The black and yeah. the purple on the trim on the side. Those jerseys are sick. Yeah, but I, yeah, I'm not. I don't want to pick a school because of their jerseys. But uh, <laughs> I think it's mainly because I like the players that came from there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you, my last pick. That's a solid pick. That's like one of the more underrated schools too. We don't often see them in the tournament though, which kind of no. sucks. Yeah. They just have like guys. Yeah, they have like a couple guys that like really pop off, and they'd be nice to see in the tournament. Like, I think Fultz would have been sick if they made the tournament. All right, so Francis jacked, and he took my first pick. I really want to go to Michigan because I like the you know close to home. So I'm gonna go with the other Michigan team. I'm gonna go with Michigan State Spartans with my last pick, just close to home. You know, my other two picks were a little bit further out, so I'm gonna go with. Michigan State, and they have a really good basketball program. Tom Izzo, I just don't want him to yell at me like he did tonight. <laughs> he probably would yell at me considering I'm a chucker. I'm an off, I'm an off, off-screen chucker. That should just be my asterisk with me. I'm a chucker, so he probably would yell at me in the tunnel. He'll grab my arm for putting up a bad shot, but yeah, I'll go to Michigan State with my last pick. They've had some really good basketball players come out of there, some notable ones. Shout out to Morris Peterson. I remember he was like our number 20 pick in like 2000 and something who else went there jaron jackson jr magic johnson i mean i don't like them there there are a couple there are a couple i don't want to mention uh on the pod but i I will i will get to them so before i get to them just quickly shout out uh jason richardson enoch's boy from last week's episode i want to shout out miles bridges as well and these two guys that i i just one of them Denzel Valentine cannot stand him. <laughs> I cannot cannot stand Denzel Valentine. One because I had one. This is just a little bit of a backstory. A couple years ago in March Madness, I had an almost perfect first round. I went 34, 32 out of thirty four picks, and my team my team to win that entire year was Michigan State, and they lost to. Like Moorhead State, I believe. No, I just Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee, the guy the with the dreads, he absolutely killed them. And that ruined my entire weekend for <laughs> almost going perfect in the first round. And it's all Denzel Valentine's fault. And the other player is my good friend, Draymond Green. So <laughs> shout out to those two as well. <laughs> so when you so when you go there and then they have the alumni gathering twenty years later. Yeah. And like you meet them, and you gotta shake their hands. What do you say? Hey, Draymond, big fan. <laughs> Denzel Valentine, big, oh, big fan of yours, buddy. I know you. Oh, uh, I know you I very well. I definitely know you. I followed your career very well. <laughs> also, too, I remember him and Kyle Lowry were jawing at each other. I think last year or the year before, and I just—he just looks like one of those guys that. I just I don't even want to talk about either of them anymore. Let's just move on from this. Denzel, there's something about Denzel Valentine I just I just don't like. Remember when he got destroyed by Frank Nitty? Yeah, there you go. In, in the Drew Drew League. Drew League. He he plays like in Turkey, and like he let this guy's in the NBA and he let him like he let him do that to him. Like that. He's barely in the NBA. Another name quickly I just want to shout out from Michigan State is a name that I actually thought was going to have a really good basketball career, and that's Adrian Payne. You guys remember him? Oh yeah. I thought Adrian <laughs> Payne. I remember pain. watching that tournament. I was like, this guy's gonna be sick. I'm like, this guy's Kevin Garnett. Kevin yeah. Garnett. <laughs> <laughs> this guy this guy's Kevin Garnett, bro. Like Wasn't he had he the bald head, already? He was already bald. He had the headband. Yeah, college. He had yeah. the the t shirt. I'm like, this guy is so cold, bro. Like he's gonna be <laughs> sick. And I mean it is what it is. So I'm gonna go with the Michigan State Spartans with my final. Are they pick. in? Are they in the bracket this year? I think they lost yeah. the play-in, didn't they? Uh, they lost. Oh yeah, they lost. Sorry, yeah, yeah. They, they lost. Yeah, they lost the play-in. Right? Is that guy Rocket Watts still there? Yeah, he's their best player, Rocket Watts from Chino. Yeah, uh, no, not Chino. Wasn't he but Chino? The other, 
the other team uh spire the one oh that, there it is oh, lamello was on yeah, yeah, yeah. yo where's that <laughs> yeah. tall guy that tall robot guy from spire oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the guy didn't even look like he was yeah. real he was just so skinny that whenever i saw a video of him like is that guy real or is he like <laughs> animation, animation? <laughs> <laughs> oh i i just remembered a reason another reason for my washington pick have you guys watched the six man movie or tv show uh movie is no, it the I six man i haven't yeah i'm pretty sure it's called the six man i've seen it like freaking <laughs> i oh, can't bas- even remember probably movie. like 10 times yeah it's a basketball movie it's one of the worst movies but <laughs> best movies <laughs> it's like it's the wayans, one of the wayans brothers yeah wayans brothers <laughs> they're twins i think and then one of them passes away but then he's still there in spirit yeah, he dies on the court, so he's he's still there. And then his team would shoot it, and he would guide it in. He would dunk it, <laughs> and it was like one of the worst like produced kind of movies. But like I enjoyed it so much. And, and it was filmed in Seattle, Washington. I just see it right here. <laughs> yeah, they were on the Huskies. Yeah, like I remember every single time. You should just watch it for the scene, the the scene where he passes away, like on the court, and they do a memorial. Yo, I like I tear up every time. <laughs> every time they do the memorial, I tear up every time. So yeah, that's another one of the reasons why I pick Washington. <laughs> that because movie. it makes it makes them emotional, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our brand new Instagram at Offscreen Shooters and our brand new Twitter handle at the OSS Pod. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Later. Go Zags. See ya.